first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. Hey, this would do some lunch sports, man. Come on, now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. New sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. You trash! You're not hooping! Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to episode, I always do that. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Sports Desk. This is episode 173, guys. 173 of these things. It's your boy one more time, Desiree L. Hicks Jr. And remember, folks, acknowledge me. And this your man, Black. We are back in the building once again. One of your favorite sportsologists in the building. D, let's get into it. Action-packed show, action-packed show, this is one of the shows where me and Black did not review the docket, and I am glad because it's his fault that he didn't request for the docket to be viewed, <laughs> and that way he does not know what is coming towards him today, and I got a feeling today's show is going to get a little bit chippy, so uh, we're, uh, uh, we're going to be diving in that for sure, but before we get started, uh, it, we must acknowledge the great, the legendary, the iconic Probably the best of this of his generation and arguably a part of the greatest of all time conversation, in my opinion, the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury. This past weekend, Tyson Fury had a beautiful display in his home country over the pond. Ninety four thousand people gather in attendance to see his last quote unquote last fight where he defeated Devin. What was David White. Uh, Dylan White. Dylan White. Well, he defeated Dylan White in a six-round TKO. TKO with a beautiful uppercut that sent Mr. White uh, to the pearly gates, <laughs> uh, so to speak. And the reason we're opening up the show with Tyson Fury because a lot of people who listen to the show might not be into boxing. You know your Floyd Mayweathers. Of course, you know who Muhammad Ali is. Um, you know, you know, you might know some of the up and coming books like Terrence Crawford and, and, and Earl Spence. But Tyson Fury is, in my opinion, the show when it comes to boxing. Deontay Wilder had that for a while, but Fury came back and took that for him. Well, Fury says this is it. This is it quite possibly. Black, I know you're a huge boxing fan. You grew up in boxing. Uh, this is very, very significant for you, so we want to shine some light on Mr. Fury. Black, how do you feel about Tyson Fury walking out, so to speak, on top? 94,000 mm. 
Touch on that, man. Um, well, first thing I want to say about the ninety four thousand, man, is the best thing I ever seen in boxing with my eyes. Yes. To see ninety four thousand people gather in Wembley Stadium, yep. and just show up for the for the man, the Gypsy King. Yep, it was amazing. And one thing, if you didn't follow the follow up to this fight, Tyson Fury sold this fight by himself. Yep, Dylan White was nowhere to be found until it was time for the weigh ins. Correct. <laughs> for this man from his homeland, his home country, where he's from, across the pond. To, to get 94,000 in Wembley Stadium, it's an amazing feat. Incredible. We've never seen it done in boxing, D. And to see that, man, it <laughs> we look, we talked about it. We we called each other and was like, bro, we like, this is amazing. It's just like, man, these people, and then the in his entrance, man, these people just love uh Tyson Fury. And then you go back and I and, and I say, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go back because they replayed the Earl Spence and um, Ugas fight on Showtime. I said, I just want to go back and see, you know, how the crowd really was in that piece, man. It, it didn't stand a chance. It's it like didn't the stand a chance. It's like the most in the high school gym. I was like, man, like, I could just imagine if you brought that to Cowboy Stadium in the States, like, what it would do. American boxers are behind when it comes to supporting their fighters. Greatly. Greatly. This man got his country up. Yes, he did. And in one building <laughs> and reset a record that's probably never going to be set again unless he do it. 94 racks. <laughs> yeah. If he does fight uh, Francis Ngannou, he might reset it again. He might. Over there. Yeah. Why? This is And this is why people get so mad. Oh, they got to come to America and fight. They really don't. They don't. Because they haven't made where they're from. And then you see it now in boxing. You're starting to see American fighters be like, no, nah, I'll go across there and fight because they're going to make more money. That payday. That pay, the paydays are bigger over there. You're going to come here and do 35000 40000 that's it. That's the max. We talked about it uh, on the phone Saturday when we were talking. The most we probably ever seen in the building for a heavy, uh, 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 any boxing fight, any division, maybe been Floyd Mayweather, fifty or sixty thousand. Yeah, yeah. That's nowhere near what we seen on Saturday with Tyson Fury. That's half the building. For this, for for this to happen, and Tyson Fury being the face of it, it lets you know where he had, how far he's come, and what he is. Yeah. To boxing, he means a lot. With him retiring. I feel so bad because boxing is going to miss a lot, especially in the heavyweight division. With him gone, the heavy the heavyweight division will suffer. Don't get me wrong; you still have your names out there. You have Deontay Wilder and guys that probably can carry the torch, but not like Tyson Fury. No. So he is truly going to be missed. D, what I saw with my with my own eyes on Saturday, it was phenomenal. It was amazing. I just couldn't believe what was going on, man, when I'm watching this. Mm -hmm. And for Tyson Fury to hang up the gloves, it's really a sad time for him. I had to really, it had to really register that he's not going to be fighting well. Potentially, he's going to fight one more fight. But um, as far as like in and out being being unified and this and that, even though he's been unified, I mean, undisputed champ already, he's done everything in, in the heavyweight division you can do. 
He's beat all the top names. He's been undisputed. He's done everything you can do. He's going to be missed. He deserves to ride off in the sunset. But me personally, I'm going to miss Tyson Fury because right. like you said, D, he's one of the most entertaining. He's a juggernaut in, in, in the heavyweight division, in boxing. Let's just say boxing. He's that voice. He's that voice that we've been waiting on for a very long time in the heavyweight division. And you just hate to say that it's not an American fighter, but it's Tyson Fury. He's from across the pond. So what can you say? So I and and my my thing is that I hope Tyson Fury, you know, you know, like I said, right off into the sunset, him and his family, he made a promise. You got to keep your promise to your family. And I understand it. But he's truly is going to be missed by me. And I'm pretty sure everyone who loves watching boxing. 33 fights, 32 wins, 23 knockouts and one draw, which came to Deontay Wilder Jr. The first time they fought. This is the most this is the most. Attractive draw in boxing since Floyd Mayweather. You got your uh, Canelo Alvarez, who I'm a big fan of, but he can't do this. He can't draw this. I don't know if there's a stadium in Mexico that can hold 100,000. If there is, I'm pretty sure Canelo would have tested it already if he could have got that in the building. There's not many stadiums like Wembley Stadium. Mm -hmm. So you can't even go to places like that and really sell out. I told Black over the weekend, man, I think like Ohio State, Michigan out there. <laughs> And they were loud, energetic. That interest was the greatest interest i ever seen in boxing history. The crowd was the greatest crowd i ever seen in boxing history. This is 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And I was stunned at, like, wow, our biggest American fighters over here, Earl Spence, Terrence Crawford, like, they can't, they can't do this. They, compared to what Tyson Fury did this past weekend, them boys is in high school gyms fighting compared to this. Mm-hmm. Terrence Crawford be fighting on ESPN for free. Mm. In the building that might hold 20,000 in Nebraska. <laughs> Aaron Smith Jr. returned to Cowboy Stadium. Man, they had the lower level seats available. They didn't even have to go up to the second or third level. That's crazy. And like Black said, it's just not supported like this. Now, the UFC and MMA, mm. you can get them numbers. If you really, really want them numbers, you Dana can get them. Can, yeah, you can get them. Mm -hmm. You can get them. If Dana wanted to go to Cowboy Stadium, and book the biggest and baddest fight possible. Let's say you get John Jones and Francis Ngannou for the heavyweight championship. That's a hundred thousand. That's a hundred thousand. They showing up for that. Yeah. And your undercard be a man of Nunez and somebody else. They showing up for that. Mm. Hell, we fine. So we don't get to see the pageantry, but we got to see it with Tyson Fury. He'll be greatly, greatly missed because I feel like I didn't get that long to. Uh, Experience Tyson Fury like oh, me. Appreciate him. Yeah, like me. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. feel like I had that long. But over his last what five fights? Yeah, I've been locked in for every last one of them, and this guy just checks all the boxes because he wasn't always a huge name. Correct. Yeah, and I didn't even hear him until the Klitschko fight. Mm -hmm. But real boxing fans, they knew about him. Mm -hmm. And when he came in, be Klitschko became undisputed, and he had to go away for his personal reasons. And then he comes right back out of nowhere, and just just the fights with Wilder. And, and, and just cleaning up the heavyweight division and doing what he does, he's going to be sorely missed. But that image will forever be engraved in my head. 94,000, Wembley Stadium. Tyson, the Gypsy King Fury, gets it done, goes out on top, and uh, we'll see if that's it. But we just had to pay some respect and holler at Tyson Fury real quick. That was who you heard at the beginning of the show. Every time he wins a fight, he <laughs> sings like that. So that was Tyson Fury for all those who do not know. All right, man, let's go ahead and pay some more respects.
But uh, let's see. I'm wanting to play Randy Orton's theme music. I'll find that. But Black, let's go ahead and talk about Randy Orton. Twenty years mm. ago today, Randy Orton, the WWE legend, made his debut. Black, talk about Randy's impact from you seeing him day one. Just everything that the Viper entails for you uh, with his legacy in WWE. If it was one wrestler, when you talk about Randy Orton, if it's one wrestler that you can say that you grew up with, it was Randy Orton. We were able to see Randy Orton when he first came in, you know, just being the kid of the, you know, the Hall of Famer. And, you know, the... the, the Cowboy Bob Orton. Cowboy Bob Orton. And (laughs) just uh, making a name for himself in the WWE. And it's nothing like Randy Orton... I think Randy Orton is one of the best heels of mm-hmm. uh, in the history of WWE. When he's heel, Orton is some of the best that you can watch. I like nice Orton. Orton it's okay, but heel Orton is mm-hmm. really something special to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go back to the times when he was having his feud with even with Triple H and Stephanie McMahon when he when it wasn't cool to really touch the women in the WWE. He kicked <laughs> Stephanie McMahon in the face, and we seen that rawness of him and Triple H. I mean, it was crazy to watch and. Coming up, man, you was like, wow, man, this kid is going to be something special. And then for him to be multi- multiple time heavyweight champion and, ro- oh, yeah, and, and world champion, WWE champion and world champion, it's, it was beautiful to watch. The Randy Orton is, is one of my favorite wrestlers in the WWE. Uh, appreciate everything he's given us over the 20 years, and we're looking for more to come. Hey, man, Orton is one of the greats, man. He's an underrated legend that you don't really hear talked about a lot. He started around very young, 22, 20, 21, 21 23 years old. Years old. Mm-hmm. Youngest world champion at that point ever when he defeated Chris Benoit at SummerSlam for the world championship. 14-time overall world champion, um, uh, intercontinental champion, United States champion, tag champion, whatever belts out there, he's had them. Um, he's one of the greatest heels of all time. You have uh, the Legend Killer. You have the Apex Predator. And then you have the Viper. He lived through three different generations. Yes, he did. And he's done it well. Black touched on it. One of the most sedictive, cold, calculated, and callous heels in the history of the WWE. The Legend Killer role was fantastic. The Apex Predator was fantastic. The Viper. I mean, just everything he did, he did it well, mm-hmm. he had some of the greatest rivalries of all time, some of the greatest matches of all time. Him and John Cena's feud was legendary. The the matches that they had were fantastic. Him and Triple H, oh my God! That if you have not seen the storyline between him and Triple H at that WrestleMania, I think it was twenty one or twenty two. Yo, y'all go check that out. That was some of his best work. Mm-hmm. The McMahon family was involved. It was just beautiful. So Randy is a legend. Um, to me, he's definitely hovering around that top 15 of all time. When you go to accolades, he could be top five. Mm-hmm. There's not many who have done what he's done. All right. So just want to show some love to the Viper. 20 years in the WWE. And a lot of guys can't say that. Mm-hmm. He's 20 years and he's still one of the top relevant guys. Yes, he is. So uh, we just want to show some love uh, to Randy Orton on this show because we're huge wrestling fans and uh, we will be bums if we didn't do that. So shout out Randy Orton. All right, Black. 
You ready to get into this business, man? Yeah, man. You ready? I know you ready. <laughs> I know you ready to get into this business. And, you know, I know a lot of y'all, you know, y'all want us to get to it. Y'all feel like we kind of taking a long time. Hold your horses. We know why you're here. NBA playoff basketball. And there's one probably in particular series and maybe one in particular person who y'all are wanting us to speak on. Don't worry. You ain't got to wait much longer. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. Gangsta, gangsta! He lied! What did you do in camp? All right, let's get into it. NBA playoff basketball is going nuts right now. And so many different storylines. Do not worry. We are going to get into all of the series they're all going a series is not being completed yet in the first round there's a couple that could be completed tonight we're recording on this monday matter of fact we're getting ready for celtics and nets game four should be tipping off here in another 30 minutes or so so this will not be a very long show i can tell you that because <laughs> the sports world will be in full attention of what's going on but black let's go ahead and jump into what i have here on the docket so i'm going to pull a switcheroo okay so I'm going to set the table, follow me here, and we'll get going. Right now, currently, the Brooklyn Nets are down three games to nothing to the Boston Celtics. Great team in Boston. If you watch this team and you know basketball, you've probably said to yourself, this team can go to the NBA Finals this year. You've probably said that watching this team. The defense that they play, the scoring that they display, the coaching has been fantastic. Defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart. You have now a top five player in the league, Jason Tatum. I'm saying Jason Tatum is a top five player in the NBA. Jalen Brown has become one of the better perimeter defenders that we've that we have to offer in this league. Al Horford has been resurrected. This team is solid. But who cares? I've been holding my tongue and keeping my peace. Everybody want to get riled up. So now it's time to get riled up. <laughs> Kevin Durant. Black, if you don't mind, I just need a couple minutes. And then, of course, my friend, my brother, I'm going to shoot it to you. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Gangsta, gangsta. The time has come. The time has come because it's clear. It's clear. Barring, barring a miraculous turnaround and comeback for the ages. It's starting to become crystal clear. Now, I, Dedrick L. Hicks Jr., have not been one to entertain the conversation of Cameron Durant being the best player in the league. I have never entertained Kevin Durant being better than LeBron Raymond James at any point in his career. I've never entertained that. 
There's been thousands and hundreds, hell, millions of people out there who've had who have entertained this conversation. Let's go ahead and go back to the beginning. Kevin Durant, Eluso scorer coming out of University of Texas, coming into the league, people said he will win multiple scoring titles. He will be an offensive threat that we've never seen. His size, his height, his length, his skill at what he possesses. We've never seen that in a seven-foot guy. Ever. Checkbox. You're correct. Next up, Kevin Durant gets the young baby OKC. Man, that franchise, you know, they really had to come from the dirt. Sam Presti drafted well. James Harden, Sergi Baca, Russell Westbrook. Y'all know the story. Young Thunder got to the finals, I think, in Durant's third or fourth year. They got to the finals, lost to the Heat in five games. You all, We all felt like this team probably will be back. Now, when Durant got to that finals that year, LeBron was already the best in the league. That was his first ring. So, a young Durant was already going up against LeBron. So, let me clear the air. This conversation is Kevin Durant and LeBron James. That's what I'm having. We move along. Kevin Durant gets to a conference final. He goes home. He gets to another conference final. He goes home. And then he gets to a conference final when he's up three games to one against the Golden State Warriors. That Golden State Warriors team, they went on to win a championship. But we never hear the conversation of Kevin Durant not being able to close that deal. Kevin Durant was the MVP candidate that year, if I'm not mistaken. Kevin Durant was well into his prime, if I'm not mistaken. Kevin Durant had a very good team, and they went home in seven games to the future NBA champion. We didn't hear a word about it. We moved on. The conversation was after that year, LeBron James loses again to the Warriors. Oh, LeBron James, he can't get it done. Oh, LeBron James, da 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 I challenge anybody to go look at LeBron James's roster that got to the finals against that team against Kevin Durant's roster that didn't make it to the finals. Oh, and by the way, when you got your two best players go out on injury, Kevin Love, bust a shoulder, Kyrie Irving, broken kneecap in game one, what are you supposed to do? So LeBron had me, Ernest, which is black. <laughs> he had my eight-year-old son, and he had this guy who's walking down the street right now on his team. And made it to the NBA Finals. But we know y'all don't want to hear that. We're making excuses, right? Yeah, that's what we're doing. As we move along, Kevin Durant says, you know what? I'm a free agent. I want to test the waters. We kind of feel like him and Russell Westbrook want to coincide together. What does Kevin Durant do? He goes and joins the Golden State Warriors. Me, I never had a problem with it. I never had a problem with going to Golden State. He's a free agent. He can do what he wants to do. I never had a problem. That's his right. Golden State made way to have money. He went there. He went there, and they won right away. Two out of the three finals, they won championships, and they could have three-peated if it wasn't for injury. We'll never know. He leaves Golden State, and he goes to Brooklyn. Sits out the first year. Second year, he comes back. Last year, hell of a run. Hell of a run. He almost beat Giannis in the Bucks by himself. There was no Kyrie. James Harden was running around on one leg. We know what his hamstring situation was. He was out there, but he wasn't James Harden. But then we come to this year. We come to this year. Charles Barkley, appreciate you, bro. Because you, I wish I had that sound by the I'm going to try to find it. Charles Barkley said it so perfectly to now <laughs> I can actually start this conversation. I think I have it. Shout out to Tay, man. For uh, sending this clip uh, to me in black 
And excuse the volume on it if it sounds a little low. Um, no, no, no. This is Mike Greeny. I got Mike Greeny's clip right here. So let's take a listen at this clip, Mike Greenberg. I want to pick up on what Jalen said, though, because a couple of different thoughts. One, we are watching Kevin Durant getting beat to loose balls. Mm -hmm. We are seeing Kevin Durant walking up and down the floor. If LeBron James played a series that looked anything like this, they'd be talking about it for 20 years. I don't think we are overstating it at all. We were watching the fourth quarter, and Jalen Brown had like a series where he basically was responsible for like 13 points in a row. I was like. So that was Greenberg's take. All right, now I have Charles Barkley's take uh, coming up. And, and I'm, I'm playing these for a reason, all right? I'm playing these for a reason. Black, go ahead and send me that uh, through Instagram. All right, I got it. So here's Charles Barkley's take. Tell him. I'm going to check on Come on, man. Don't tell me you're a great player. I mean, all these guys can play. But please don't tell me you're a great, great player and you're averaging 20. Come on now. You... I don't think I ever played in the playoffs in that. Oh, here we go. Is Kevin Durant a great, great player? He is, and he's been stifled by Boston. And I was going to go there. And, and let me tell you something. I don't want to badmouth the dude, but I'm. I, I see you guys always talk about that championship stuff. I try to tell y'all, all these bus riders, they don't mean nothing to me. If you ain't driving the bus, don't walk around talking about you a champion. If you riding the bus, I don't want to hear it. Come on, Shaq, tell him. All these guys walk around with these championship rings. Hey, y'all bus riders. But let That's me tell you something. Road, Chuck. When you bus, when you the bus driver <laughs> and you got all that pressure where you have to play well, are you gonna get the blame? That's a different animal. <laughs> Thank you, Shaq. Tell him. Perfect. Now we can begin. The words that Mike Greenberg uttered. Have you ever heard that about LeBron James? Mm-mm. The one thing you heard about LeBron was the meltdown versus Dallas. It wasn't the fact that LeBron ain't try. It wasn't the fact that LeBron wasn't scrambling for loose balls. LeBron them just got beat. Kevin Durant looked like he's disinterested against the Boston Celtics. Game three, Saturday night, I sat on purpose. I watched every dribble. I watched this dude, man. That dude ain't look like no leader, bruh. A leader don't rock like that. He was frustrated, clapping his hands at his team, not chasing after loose balls, throwing his hands up in the air, getting his brains beat in, and not even attempting to try to figure it out. He's been non-existent in key clutch moments. Now, am I taking anything away from Durant, the player? No! He's a great, great, great talent. But like Charles Barkley said, when you are the driver of the bus, a la Michael Jordan, the driver of the bus, Kobe Bean Bryant, the driver of the bus, LeBron James. This is the category y'all told us Kevin Durant was in. He's not. He's done this his whole playoff career. Of course, when he went to Golden State, he will be finals MVP. Because who in their right mind will leave Stephen Clay wide open? Nobody. Go look at what he's been afforded. Go look at what Durant has been afforded. He's come up small in the biggest moments when it's on him. But y'all said that he was the best player in the world. Skip Bayless said Durant the best in the world. Stephen A. Smith said Durant was the best in the world. Since when? I saw LeBron James take Booby Gibson. Drunus Ilgowskis. 
Larry Hughes to the NBA Finals. He was 20. And then I saw LeBron for 10 straight years. No matter who was in uniform next to him, he was playing in June. Durant has never gave us a movie like that to watch. I said this a couple of weeks ago. There's a new guy who's in that category of the man. His name is Giannis Antetokounmpo. I saw him last year. You want to know what he did? He made sure he got that chip. And he got it hell or high water. Closing out that NBA Finals game? What did he do, Black? Hmm. 50. The game before that? 45. He told Chris Paul, who we desperately wanted to see win, no. He told Devin Booker, no. You're not coming out of here with this championship. I'm winning the championship. And there's nothing y'all can do about it. Chris Middleton gave him support. Yes. But when it was time for the man to close the show, it's like Michael Jackson doing the moonwalk. <laughs> Giannis Antetokounmpo did the moonwalk. And he got them boys out of here. Durant, we need to stop talking about him in this way. I don't want to sit here and say I'm glad that this is happening, but it's happening. Carrying the load and the responsibility of a franchise. Mm. Uplifting guys all around you to coincide as one, one energy to get to a championship round. That ain't easy. LeBron has spoiled us. LeBron made it seem like we're supposed to. This this is supposed to happen. If you come in the league, you got great talent. You're supposed to do what LeBron did. No, the hell you're not. Everybody not capable. Charles Barkley broke it down, dog. Being the bus driver. Y'all said Durant was a bus driver. Not getting on the bus and riding along with Steph and Clay and Draymond. La, la, la. La, la, la. Finals MVP. Again, I ain't knocking the dude moves. But you can't put him in no category. Kawhi Leonard, when it was his time to be the man, mm. what he did, he got that city of Toronto a championship. I seen it. I seen that whole playoff. He sent baby Giannis home. He sent MB home, Jimmy Butler home. He sent all them boys to the house. He sent the young Celtics home by. And the city of Toronto got a championship because of him. Him. Was Kyle Lowry a key piece? Yes. Was Fred Van, Fred Van Vliet a key piece? Yes, but look at them now. Look at Toronto now. Now that Kawhi gone. Them boys about to get iced. So let me tell you something, man. Y'all stop having these conversations. Kevin Durant, he ain't a bus driver. He's a bus rider. Who happens to be the greatest bus rider ever? Because mm. his talent is undeniable. It's not a conversation. We don't need to have it. But stop comparing these guys to LeBron, to Jordan, to Kobe, and to the new king, Giannis. Stop. You see what Giannis doing against the Bulls? Are the Bulls the Celtics? No. But guess what we're going to get in the next round? We're going to see the Bucks versus Boston in the next round. Meet me here two weeks. And then I'm going to double back and I'm going to let you know. Giannis going to show KD how to do it. Because <laughs> he the one. 
He's the one. Black, what you got on Kevin Durant in this whole conversation about him being the best in the world and in this elite category and coming up short right now down 3-0? Well, this conversation for me is something that I was trying to I was trying to have last week, but D wouldn't let me go there. No. He would not because I'm pretty sure it's because there's still a couple games to be mm-hmm. played. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to see how mm-hmm. quote unquote Kevin Durant was going to respond. I tried my best to get you off the ledge. But uh <laughs> I seen the writing on the wall in game one. Mm. I seen the writing on the wall, and everyone knows too. Y'all can hate me or love me. I'm going to compare everything to LeBron James because he's my favorite basketball player, just like y'all do with Jeffrey Jordan. (laughs) You 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 compare people to the players that you love. That's what you do. We haven't seen... Kevin Durant and I'm th- I got to sit here and think let me say I'm gonna say this first I got to thinking I was like man this Boston, this Boston team has been together for so long you can go back to 2014 2015 I mean this is how long this team has been around they've seen LeBron James they've seen Giannis Antetokounmpo they had to deal with Kawhi Leonard yeah. and now here comes Kevin Durant here comes Kevin Durant. The Boston Celtics have been here since the playoffs started, since this matchup was made. Oh, man, Kevin Durant's going to be the best player on the four. Oh, Kevin Durant's going to do this. Oh, Kevin Durant is going to send him home in five. <laughs> the one thing I can say, and I have to agree with D when, when I wasn't trying to hear it last week, the Celtics is a really, really, really good basketball team. Mm-hmm. So you know if they've been hearing it, they put they made it their business. Oh, we're not gonna let this continue to happen to happen to us. We're not gonna continue to let these great players make a name off of us. But it's like you said, D. It's levels. It's levels. It's levels. It's levels. Not denying Kevin Durant. Great player. But it's levels. Mm-hmm. Do you think Giannis would have came in here and finna get sweeped? Not, we still got a game to play. He may not get swept. Do you think he would be in this position? Oh, LeBron James, we see him in this position, but you know what he did? He hoisted a trophy, and that was in the finals, not the first round. On the road. On the road. To the team that Kevin Durant lost a 3-1 lead to. Yeah. <laughs> They didn't win a championship. They got sent home packing because LeBron James said, no, sir, Bob. (laughs) So this is something I've been wanting to talk about for a very long time. I love Kevin Durant. He's one, like they said, he's one of the best we've seen score the basketball, but he is not a leader. No. I seen in game I seen in game three a player who hadn't played 40 full basketball games have to get in Kevin Durant face and Kyrie Irving. And I'm from Kyrie Irving, I'm saying to myself, shit. What I done got myself into. You left 
one of the best leaders that we've had in our generation in LeBron James to team with a guy who doesn't want the responsibility. <laughs> and remember when Kyrie stood up at the press conference and said, this is the first time in my career that I can look over there and I can say, oh yeah, that boy can make that shot too. Oh, oh can he? <laughs> but then they asked you, in the past conference, oh, can you compare this to you? Oh, no, you don't want to have that conversation. <laughs> he ain't want to have that. You don't want to talk about that. He ain't want to have that. When they ask you, when you do, how do you compare this, you know, being down 3-0 to yeah. your champion? Oh, that was a different team. <laughs> now, you, you know, we did something great. You didn't well, want yeah, to have sure. that conversation. For sure. But the fact it. of the matter is, Kevin Durant wants to be great behind the lights. Not in front of the lights, not under the lights. He wants to shine where the lights ain't the brightest on him. And it's easy to do that when you're playing with the with the Warriors. It's easy to do that. <laughs> yeah. Hmm? And when the pressure is on, the reason you the <laughs> The reason you went to Brooklyn because you couldn't have an impression. I'm saying, boy, you had to ride the coattails, boy, Steph and Clay and Draymond to get a ring. So, you know, you let that build up. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to go to Brooklyn and team up with Kyrie. Kyrie didn't did, did it with LeBron, but you ain't LeBron. No. No. I said to myself all day today, no, we're going to talk about this conversation. I'm like, man, I w- can he get one? Can he get one? I don't even know if he can get one. It's one thing somebody says. It's a couple of things somebody said today. Kevin Durant looks defeated. He mm-hmm. looks uninterested. Mm-hmm. And he don't want to be out there. Mm. 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 I'm making this because I'm like, D, is he hurt? I asked D, I said, is he hurt? Is there something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about? <laughs> Mm. I'm looking for excuses for you. But you know who you couldn't have excuses for? Raymond. No way. No way. It's one song that comes to mind when you're looking for Kevin Durant. Oh, where, oh, where has my little dog gone? Oh, where, oh, where could he be? (laughs) Where is he? In the group text, when we, after the game is over, I was like, damn, what, was Kevin Durant playing? <laughs> man. And it kills me that people be like, man, Kevin Durant looked like, Kevin Durant looks like LeBron James when you're playing against the Maverick. He was playing in the finals. <laughs> it wasn't the first round. D, the conversations need to stop. Yeah. It, they don't need to be had. And you tell when people get under their skin because they hate the fact that Kevin Durant ain't doing good enough so they can say, man, LeBron ain't doing that or doing it. <laughs> what are we watching? <laughs> are y'all just homers? Oh, you just hate LeBron James that much? You know they do. 
Yeah, and, and they mad because the conversation is out here because LeBron is being thrown a couple. But but we didn't start the conversation. They did. Well, LeBron is at home and he's the, he's gonna be right with him. Yeah, he gonna be right down the street in just a matter of about three hours. They started the conversation. We didn't. We didn't this, start the conversation. And it's not even about LeBron. It's, it's about the stage, the greatness that people have put LeBron. I mean, put put Kevin Durant in this echelon. For years, for years, and it ain't and it ain't just him. It's for me. It's him. It's Steph. It's a lot of these guys that they put in the echelon with LeBron James that don't belong there. Like you said, it's level. But you stirred me away from it last week, D. I did for a reason. For a reason. For a reason. You cannot be considered. The best in the world when you're down 3-0 and the Boston Celtics is about to seeing you packing. Oh, when you're playing with one of the best point guards to hold the dribble of basketball. One of the best to dribble a basketball in Kyrie Irving. Tell me this, D, and I'm pretty sure you can answer this really fast. Exit, exit KD and enter LeBron James on Brooklyn next team. What happens? What happens? It's, it's a dog fight. It's a dog fight. LeBron, what happens? LeBron wins a series. <laughs> LeBron wins. This series. series is supposed to be a dog fight on the fact that Kevin Durant is the best in the world. He can do it all, but we haven't been seeing that. It took LeBron James eighteen years, the eighteen, to get sent home in the first round. Eighteen years. But you finna go home in the first round. Barn a comeback. Barn, like you said, a comeback. Barn if you can get one. It's something you just, y'all just miraculously win this series. But I don't know if you can. Kevin Durant, if you just so happen to hear this, I don't know if you can do it. Mm. And I hope this make it to you. I don't know if you got the guts mm. to make it happen. Mm. Mm. Yeah, man. That's the greatest. See, these conversations need to stall, and they need to stall right away. Yeah, barring any super duper comeback, man. And I didn't even want to have to go here like this. You know what I mean? I really didn't because, like I said, I never entertained the conversation. The game is tipped off. Game four is currently tipped off, man. They couldn't even get Kevin Durant the ball in the first possession. They playing excellent defense, and he's standing around. He was standing around, not fighting, trying to get open. Like, he was just standing around. This Boston team, they smell blood. They smell blood. I'll be shocked if the Nets win tonight. I'll be shocked. The defense that they playing on Durant, it's beautiful, man. Jason Tatum is ascending. This Celtics team is ascending. And they are trying to state their claim, man. They're trying to state their claim. And we're going to see. So, this game is currently in progress. We're going to get to the other playoff series and we're going to see what happens. I hope, I hope we get teased and get a comeback rolling just for sports. Just for sports. But we got a long way to go, man. We got a long way to go. So I got a feeling that this is not the last time we're going to address this conversation. But we had to start it, man, because y'all know why. Y'all started the conversation about this, not us. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get into, well, before we leave the Boston and, um, excuse me, the Boston and Brooklyn series, Black Ben Simmons. The man they played in basketball in a full year. 
The man has earned over $20 million since the last time he dribbled a ball in the playoffs last year. All reports around the leagues were saying what? Ben Simmons will play in game four. Ben Simmons is not playing in game four. Black, the reports are, are out that the Nets are just stifled. They are bamboozled. They, they just feel terrible. Terrible about what's going on and how Ben Simmons is conducting himself. He said he felt no pain in his back, and after a four-on-four scrimmage with no contact, he woke up with back tightness. Black, what do you think about just the whole Ben Simmons experience, man? We can make man, this one quick. Look, man, I'm sick of this guy. I'm sick of him, D. Like, he can't be trusted. You can't rely on him. He don't. I don't think Ben Simmons want to play basketball again. Mm. And uh, who was it? I, uh, Stephen A. said it, said it best. He quit on LSU. Wow. He quit on the Sixers. And now he's quitting on the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. When they really need you the most. Yeah. But you was the one just a few a few days ago saying it don't matter when I play. I have a high IQ. I can play with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And, uh, you know, it shouldn't have to take time. But you ain't out there. You ain't out there. We get breaking news this morning that you ain't playing. He's not reliable, D. If I'm the Brooklyn Nets organization, I'm like, man, you know what? The hell with him. Wow. Let him go elsewhere. We'll find a trade package. Right. We traded for him and we can we can get another trade for somebody to take him along. No, send him somewhere. Right. Send him somewhere else. Cause he don't want to help you win. Mm. Y'all in desperate need of a Ben Simmons right now. He ain't nowhere to be found. Sitting on the sideline, probably looking like a uh, looking like a show a show clown. <laughs> a circus clown. Yeah, man. I'm just I'm just sick of the whole Ben Simmons thing. D. He can't be trusted. He just he just one of those players that you can look at. You just look at in utter disgust because of all the BS that he's going back and forth with. It seemed like all the stuff from the Sixers then carried on over here with the Nets, and and, and it's it just disgusts me. Yeah, the Ben Simmons show is just ridiculous, man. I mean, how you know what? When they send that report saying that players are going to play, players. Probably has something to do with that. Ben Simmons camp, Rich Paul and them boys, they put that out there that he was going to play. They put that out there on game two that he was playing in game four. They put that out there. And now all of a sudden he has back tightness. Now I will say this. If I'm Ben Simmons, I probably won't want to come back down 0-3 either. I probably wouldn't want to come back and be a part of being down 0-3 to a team that's beating our brains in. So I kind of kind of roll with Ben Simmons a little bit on that. Nah, bro. I'm just saying, like, nah, bro, y'all want man. me to come back after all I've been through and come out there, but y'all down 0-3? I'm just nah, saying, bro. Nah, bro, don't you give him that pass, hey, bro. bro. I'm just saying. Don't do that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I done been through hell and hot water. Y'all want me to come out there and, 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 and get swept with y'all? No, y'all getting swept. I ain't getting swept. That's how I'm thinking if I'm being Simmons. That's how I'm thinking of him, but yeah. So, game is live right now. Boston is up 8-2. to two. Uh, Kevin Durant is 1-3. for three. Um, And, you know, we'll go back and forth as we continue to go down these playoffs, man. But uh, Boston is still being Boston, man. They're scoring. They're playing excellent defense. Uh, the uh, Nets are turning it over. And uh, we'll see what happens. All right, Black, let's go ahead and get into the rest of the playoff series. Uh, also tonight, 8 o'clock on NBA TV, we got the Raptors and the 76ers. Philly is up 3-1. They could have iced the deal on Saturday, but they couldn't get it done. Fred Van Vliet suffered a hip injury. He will be out for tonight's Game 5 back in Philadelphia. Black, 
Writings on the wall. Philadelphia moves on to the second round tonight, correct? Uh, yeah, I think Philly moves on. But I, I'm, I'm concerned about James Hart, man. I'm not seeing what I need to see from him in this series. It brings It's, it's kind of concerning. I know they can close out the Raptors, but when you move on to the next round, we're going to have a uh, James Harden sighting. You know, are we going to get something? Someone said, and I wanted to ask you, is is this James, is, is the good days of James Harden behind him now? Yes. Are we not going to get those killer no. James Harden times from when he no. was in Houston? No. And and, and it's so sad because he's still a player who's in his prime. Mm-hmm. He's, still in, he's still in the good portion of his prime, and it's like it's wasted time here. Mm-hmm. Even though the 76ers uh, are a good team, they have nice pieces around, but he's going to be a factor when it comes to if you play somebody like the Miami Heat. Hmm. And I, I'm just concerned about him, but I do expect uh, Philly to move on to the next round and close out the Toronto Raptors tonight. Yeah, the thing with Harden is, man, people got to remember, man, he just got to Philadelphia eight weeks ago. Him and James Harden have not played together for a long time. And then in this situation, when you got Maxi and Thibault, uh Tobias Harris, there's a lot of key pieces around. James Harden is used to being a 1A, 1B type of guy. It's him or Dwight Howard. It's him or Chris Paul. It's him or Russell Westbrook. Like, it's it's him. You know, he ain't used to being around a team that has multiple weapons. And I think that he's still trying to figure some things out. Now, he came up big for his team um, in game three late uh, with a couple key bugs. I think he hit like six points in a row uh, late in the fourth quarter in, the, in uh, game th- four. But ultimately... Toronto ended up winning that game. I think Harden is, he'll continue to figure himself out. The days of him doing, you know, 30, 40, you know, you know, going crazy, I think them days are over with, man. I, I, I just don't see him resorting back there because he's not the man anymore. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid is the man. Yeah. This is his show. This is his team. James Harden had his time. Even though he's on the back end of his prime, I, I still think that, you know, we're not going to get that hard that we used to seeing. I just think those days are done. But I also believe that uh, them boys wrap it up tonight uh, and take care of Toronto. All right, Black, this series has turned into an all-out war. Uh, the Utah Jazz and the Dallas Mavericks had an epic game on Saturday, probably the best game of the weekend. Um, game four was just a tremendous, tremendous event. The return of Luka Doncic. Luka was being Luka. But Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, they stepped up late for their team. They got it done. This thing is 2-2 back at Dallas tonight on Monday night, 9.30, tip-off on TNT. Black, where are you swinging? Both of us called this thing for Utah. Obviously, without Luka, are you still rolling with the Jazz, or do the Mavs get this thing done? No, man, I'm rolling with the Mavs, bro. Luka back, you know. And, Luka, I got to apologize to you, bro. We was having some conversations off the mic, Mm -hmm. you know, about you and Trey Young. And I love Trey Young, but we see what's going on over there. Writing's kind of on the wall about that. Uh Uh, uh, You know. (laughs) And to see Luka come back and play the way that he played, man, after – it didn't look like he strained anything. You know what I'm so saying? So you see what I mean? So, yeah, I, I I mean, his his bag is very, very deep. <laughs> it's very deep. And this guy went on a tell where I think he scored like maybe like 10 straight himself. Yep, eight straight in this game four. when they was down like double digits. And we were on the phone as this was going on. He was like, bro, Luka getting busy out here. Going and, crazy. And, and was able to bring the Mavericks back even though they lost the game. But it was I was happy to see Luka out there. I know they're going to be on their home floor tonight with Luka. They're going to be jacked up. 
I expect them. I expect. I expect Dallas to win this game tonight, then go back to Utah and close this thing out. I think this goes seven. I think this goes seven. I think both teams are starting to kind of get a feel for each other. I think even though Luka came out the shoot man and, and, and had a great game in great four, I still think Luka is going to be working himself back into shape. I still think Luka is, you know, going to be figuring out certain spots uh, before they can close out the Jazz. Like, can they beat the Jazz in six? Sure they can. I just got a feeling Dallas wins tonight, takes a serious lead. Utah goes back home. And wins, and then we get a game seven uh, in Dallas. That's what I think we're setting up to uh, get. So I believe on today's Monday, Wednesday, so Friday, man, or Saturday, we could be having a game seven uh, between these two teams. Uh, this has been one of the more fun series uh, in the leagues, in the uh, playoffs so far. And with the return of Luka, it's like Luka amped up Donovan Mitchell's play. He's yeah. amped up Rudy Gobert's play. It's like the Jazz kind of woke up when they seen 77 on the floor. Yeah, It shouldn't have took that, Dude. but... That's what we're seeing. Do you think I got one question for you? Do you think Jason Kidd kind of disrupted what they were doing without Luca because they were playing so well without him with with the young pieces you said they have around Luca now and no everyone? when Luca says he's ready to play he plays <laughs> okay he plays you know but they were playing so well like yeah they, but, he, but he's your best player they went up they went up three two one two, two one, one on these yeah. guys and had a potential to go up three one yeah Luca's your best player okay. if he's ready to play you play him there's no way you sit him out because the team is doing well I mean hell Dallas should have won this game. Yeah, Dallas should be a three-one, getting ready to close out tonight. But Utah just made bigger plays down the stretch. I thought Dallas looked fine with Luca. I don't okay. think they missed the beat at all. So I think this series got a potential to go seven. I kind of hope it does because the best two words in sports are game and seven. Those are the two best word <laughs> best words in sports. All right, moving along to what do we got coming up? <laughs> yeah, your boy Ice Tray. <laughs> Your boy Ice Trey and the Atlanta Hawks, man, they are down three games of one to the number one seed in Miami Heat. To me, not really much to talk about here. This series is over. Man. Balkan, back in South Beach on tomorrow night, they 7 o'clock. They got the locks on my boy, man. NBA TV. God. Look, at the beginning of the series, we talked about it. The Heat are bigger. They're stronger. They're going to do what the Bucks did to Trey last year. They're going to run them off the line. They're going to run big bodies at them. They're going to bang them. They're going to hit them. They're going to wear them down. Trey's a great player, but he's not Luka Doncic. He ain't Luka. Luka can affect the game in so many ways that Trey just simply cannot. He's a smaller guard. He has to get hot. Trey can't keep going to the rack. Every so often, he'll go to the cup, get a layup here, get a layup there off a sweet crossover. No, Luka putting that back to the basket and wearing it down. Bucket. Luka putting the ball on the ground. Bam, bam. Bucket. Luka pulling up from 18. Bucket. Luka is also back to shoot from the logo like Trey. Bucket. So that's what's going on. And Luca is a better passer than Trey Young to me. The bag right. deep, bro. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I just had to kind of clean up what you were saying earlier. Yeah. But the Hawks are done. They want to play in. Kind of disappointing year for the Hawks. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. What do they got to do to revamp to get back? We'll see in the offseason. But they're going home. The Miami Heat going to handle business tomorrow night. Black, anything on your Atlanta Hawks? Yeah, man, it's Who tough. Who you picked in seven, Yeah, by yeah, the way. it's tough, man. Um, they, I feel like they had to get that game last night. Of course. And they didn't. Man, Miami manhandled them without Kyle Lowry being on the floor. And uh, Jimmy Butler, man, it's not enough being said by Jimmy Butler in this first round, man. He's he's Jimmy Butler has become that guy on his team. He's a he's a leader. Oh, yeah. Miami, when Jimmy Butler goes, the Miami Heat go. And yeah. then, you know, having additions having additions like P.J. Tucker and guys like that, Hero coming off the bench, Bam playing well. Duncan Robinson and their other role players. Like it's 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 really good. The Miami Heat is a very very it's going to be a very very tough out, like you said, D, in these playoffs. I would 
I would I, I would love for my money. I would love to see them in Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Final. I would love to see it. I would love to see that. That would be you're good basketball. You talking about that war? would be some good basketball right there to watch. But yeah, man, um, I think Atlanta they got to regroup this thing. You know, try figure out. You know. I, they they, probably, they might be another. They need, maybe need to add another piece. They need to, to make this some team. trades. Need to make some moves. They need to make some trades. Got a lot of shooting, but in this series, it has been non-existent. It hasn't been consistent. It came up in Game Three. We seen them able to come back with their shooting, but Miami, Miami was like, "Nah, I ain't gonna let y'all get off off the hook that easy." We seen that in Game Four. Right. So yeah, Miami. I mean, Atlanta just needs to regroup and you know get some different bodies in there to help Trey Young. All right, moving on to the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Memphis Grizzlies sitting at 2-2. I take that back. You had two great games uh, over the weekend. This was another one on Saturday night. Minnesota clinging and hanging on to a one, I think, 19-118 win over the Memphis Grizzlies. We both called this to go seven games. We're sitting at 2-2 back at uh, Memphis uh, t- uh, tomorrow night, 7-30. Okay, they, they the early game tomorrow. Great. 7-30 on TNT on Tuesday night. I took uh, Minnesota in seven. Black, you took the Grizzlies in seven. Where are you at with this series? What does it look like to you? What's the vibe that you get from this series right now, 2-2? I still think Memphis find a way, but I'm not too happy with Ja. No. I don't know what's going on with Ja. This is one thing I did say when we were predicting the series. I see I'm kind of concerned. He missed a lot of time, and then going up against a team like Minnesota, you never know what you're going to get with Patrick Beverly and uh, Anthony Edwards with those guys, you know, defensively on him. And he's kind of been non-existent. The best player for the Memphis Grizzlies has been uh, the Bane guy. I, uh, yeah. He's been the best player on the floor for Memphis. John needs to show up. He, he needs to show his hand tomorrow night and let remind people, you know, why he's one of the up-and-coming players in this league. But um, Minnesota has been playing really good basketball. I was prepared to come on here today and trash uh, Carl Anthony, Anthony Towns, Towns, but he he showed us the he other up. night. He showed up. You know, he showed up and handled business like you're supposed to do. When 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 things looking down on it, he stepped up for his team and came through. He was the best player on the floor yep. the other night. D happy to see that from Carl Anthony Townsend respond. Everybody dogging him for the for the game where he had eight points. So uh, we're gonna see what happened. D I like uh, I still like Memphis to win this series in seven games, but it's definitely definitely a very Interesting series and tough, grinded out series. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Minnesota. I'm gonna still ride with Minnesota to take this thing. Matter of fact, I'm gonna take Minnesota to win Game Five in Memphis. I'm gonna take them to win Game Five Ooh, in Memphis. Okay. Anthony Edwards had a scary looking situation. Seems like he's okay. Um, reports came out that he said he was nervous. He was kind of nervous. He kind of felt something in his knee real quick. And um, they said everything checked out, so he's gonna be good to go. Still haven't had that D'Angelo Russell. Uh, a sighting that you know we're looking to see uh, in this series, and John Morant is just not in sync. He's not in sync with his team. He's not, and to, and to be real with you, when I'm watching Jaw, Jaw just don't look like he's on the same page with everybody else. He don't look like he's on the same page. He just mm. doesn't look like he's on the same page with everyone else. He missed a lot of time, D. Well, he, he missed mi- a lot of time. But, but still, like you, you, you know, D, you've been playing with these guys all year. But we see how they were playing without him. They were rolling, and I understand it's the regular season. But I was like, man, if they could have did his job, bring him back, and got him some time with the way they was rolling, and kind of get, they don't look like they in rhythm doing anything. It seems like the offense is running through Bain. Everything is going through him. They're they not even allow, allowing Ja to get to the bucket to do anything. He's not shooting the ball well. He's not being effective. It's like Memphis was like, well, you're not much. 
we worrying about you, but you ain't like putting the pressure on us to make us make you be the main focus. They done went to Bane. I think Ja, I think Ja is trying to do too much as well. I think Ja's trying to ascend in his leadership role mm-hmm. and being that guy, and he's not playing free. He doesn't look like himself out there. And that's why I'm taking Minnesota to win this series. Minnesota got a little bit more veterans on their side. Carl Anthony Towns, I think he keeps it going. I think he keeps it going. I think Anthony Edwards re-emerges. I think D'Angelo Russell has a great game. I just think that these guys just get a hold of Memphis, man. I think they get a hold of Memphis, man. I think they take a, a, a three games or two lead and ultimately close this thing out in seven games. All right, Black, let's get to the last series on the docket. One series that's turned into um, an unexpected, yeah, unexpected <laughs> entertaining series. Black last night, the Pelicans put it on the Suns, man. We sitting 2-2, man. Mm-hmm. Heading back to Phoenix for a critical game five. Brandon Ingram. He is stating he his claim. He coming. No, he's stating his claim. Oh, he's stating his claim. So you now he's he's arrived. He's now. here. He's here. He's here. Okay. Because okay. CJ McCollum said at the game two, I believe it was, that his team, that the Pelicans need him. To be what he what they know that he can be. Brandon, Brandon Egram said he accepted that challenge for him team. And he's been nothing but fantastic since game one. You can make a real case that the Pelican could be up 3 1 in this series. If Chris Paul didn't do what he did in game three, I believe. Three, yeah. These guys could be up 3 1 on the number one seeded Phoenix Suns. Now I know Devin Booker is not available, but here's the difference. I tried to have this conversation with the guys at work. They say, well, what's the difference with Chris Paul being out last year versus Devin Booker being out this year? The difference is Devin Booker will be here to respond to Brandon Ingram. Mm. There's no one that's responding to Brandon Ingram. You got the young players in Phoenix that they're doing anything. DeAndre A and Chris Paul is trying to keep everything jailed, but you need a guy out there. You need a guy, yeah. And Booker is that guy. Booker is slated to miss another week. Chris Paul and these boys, they might have to get this thing to seven. And hope that back. Booker could get back. That still won't be enough time, though. It's game, we got, what, we're game five, five tomorrow. Game five tomorrow. So if they you know, get to a game seven, it'll be Monday. It'll be Monday if it's a game seven. Mm, okay. It'll be Monday okay. if it's a game seven. Unless the NBA push it up to a Sunday. So I think Phoenix holds on. Mm. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be nip and it's going to be tuck. But I think Phoenix without Booker escapes. I think that championship... Pedigree that they have, it'll start to click in as this series gets deeper and deeper. Will Brandon Ingram continue to be a problem? Yeah, he will. But will the rest of the Pelicans be a problem as well? I don't know because they've never been there except McCullum. So it's McCullum and BI, but the whole Phoenix Suns team has been here. So I got to think something's going to click, I think. I'm really interested to see this game five and really see how this goes. But man, you talk about a series that we thought was a definitely clean sweep. <laughs> That's turned into one of the better series that we have so far in these playoffs, man. The Suns and the Pelicans. Pretty interesting. What's your thoughts, man? Yeah, man. Uh, very interesting series here. Uh, I think the thing with the Suns, I I, I, I expect the Suns to, to pull this out. But the one thing I seen that Chris Paul did in game three that he didn't do in four, he was getting everybody involved early. And he kind of closed the show for them late. And I didn't see that from Chris Paul. 
Um, Brandon Ingram, like you say, he has a, he he he's arrived, and I seeing something different from the kid. You usually see Brandon Ingram, he's quiet. Man, he was out there in Chris Paul face. Uh, him and Chris Paul going back and forth. I love to see that from the kid. He's showing leadership. That's what you want to see in the leader. So I love to see what we getting from Brandon Ingram, and he's biking it up with his play D. So uh, man, and and him and C J McCullough, man, they a nice tandem. When I first heard about C J McCullough going there, I didn't know. But him and I love the way it's, they two different styles, him and CJ. And I love the way that they play together. And then these two little young rookie guards or two-year guards, it's causing Chris Paul problems. They throwing a couple of bodies at Chris Paul. They ain't just one person. Yeah, young They're doing it by committee. Hands. And the one thing I think is being very is being being very good for the Pelicans, they picking Chris up. Early, they yep. not letting him just dribble up court. Mm. They picking him up soon as that ball get inbound, uh, uh, get checked in. They picking him up, and I love to see that. And they've been aggressive for Chris Paul, so I love to see that from the from the Pelicans. The Pelicans are doing a really good job. Shout out to Willie Green, man, on an amazing job he's doing. I know the Suns ain't got booked, but he's doing a really good job with these young kids in the playoffs. And oh, oh and, <laughs> and uh, I love what I'm seeing. Uh, but I, I really feel like, like you see, championship pedigree, it means something. Being on the stage and having these players already know what to do and what it takes, you you got to believe the Suns are going to come back and hold and pull this thing out in seven games. I just watched a sequence with the Nets and the Celtics where Kevin Durant had one-on-one coverage all the way up the floor, and he was completely suffocated. He turned the ball over on the he had Robert Williams on him and couldn't get around Robert Williams. I've never seen. Now, I, I'm concerned in another way now after seeing that. But we'll talk about that later. That, he couldn't get around Robert Williams. And he turned the ball over. I'm really, really interested to hear post game what he has to say. So, kind of diverting a little bit. Now, we're watching. 20, it's 25-17. Boston is up on the Nets in the second 27, quarter. 27-19. 27-19. Boston is up in the second quarter. Uh, on the Brooklyn Nets. All right, a couple more series. We're going to stop by the Bulls and the uh, Bucks real quick. That's it. That's it. Giannis and the Bulls going to close this thing out without Chris Middleton. And I don't even see like Chris Middleton. I mean, chill, take your time, Chris. We got this. We good to go. Giannis is just he just doing what I he just yeah. doing what I said he be doing. There ain't much to talk about. Yeah, bro. moving on. Hey, but one special shout out to, shout out from, to the kid from the city, man. Grayson, Grayson Allen. He hooping. He hooping. Big dividends. I love. I love the. I love the fact that Giannis and them challenged that boy, man. Mm-hmm. I love what I'm seeing from Grayson and him being from the city too. You know, I love to see. It. I love to see our players from here that go on and go to the league, do good thing, good do great things. But three straight games, twenty plus points. Dude, that's a lot, man. He's been he's been the key piece to helping Drew Holiday and Giannis. You know, get the Bulls up out of here. Yeah, definitely, man, definitely. All right, last play. I'll see what we discuss. We're going to wrap this thing up. Black, three games to one. The Warriors had an opportunity to close mm. the Denver Nuggets, but could not do so. Jokic and Bones and them boys for Denver, they came to play, man. They did not go out. They uh, Coach Malone challenged them to fight. They fought. They got it done. They took The Warriors took the lead late. Steph hit a big three to put them up, and I thought it was over when they took that lead, but Jokic... And the Nuggets said, nah, man, we're going to keep this thing going. We get a game five on Wednesday night, uh, 10 o'clock on TNT. Black, 
Can the Nuggets get another one? Can they go to the Oracle and extend this series, or is this thing over? Not the Oracle, excuse me, because LeBron closed that house. Uh, what where, what is the Warrior Stadium called? I can't remember. But they're going back to Oakland. All right, they're going back to San Francisco. Excuse yeah. me, LeBron closed that Oakland. My fault. San Francisco. Can the Nuggets extend this series, or is it over on Wednesday night? I I I think it's over, D. But it was something that that the Joker said. Man, he was like, man, I can't get swept, man. I had to get we got to get one. He said it. I was like, "Well, shit." You see, being honest about it, being real, you know why can't why Kevin Durant can't say that Mm. or do that? Why can't he do that? Mm -hmm. And 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 to see to see how they battled and they battled throughout this series, it was uh it was really good to see. Very exciting game, back and forth. Um, I feel like they probably gonna. I don't know how much longer they're gonna do with. Bringing stuff off the bench, I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna go ahead and insert him in Game Five, but I think they need to probably revisit him, inserting him. But man, I love the way Clay Thompson has been looking in these series. He's been looking good, D. Like uh, he's been playing really good basketball, and I'm happy that we got uh, Clay Thompson back in the playoffs. It just feel right to hear his name because, like they said on the broadcast while the game was on, the last time we seen him was what 2019. And when he was going off for over 30 mm-hmm. in the first half before he got hurt. So, um, I th- I believe the Warriors close this series out at home tomorrow night. But very good, interesting game Sunday against them in uh, Denver. Yeah, another one of the better games from the weekend, Denver and uh, Golden State. I also believe Golden State closed this out on Wednesday night at their house. Uh, the energy in the building will be through the roof. Poole and Curry and Thompson and Draymond. Um, these guys are just... They know what's up, man, especially Draymond, Clay, and Steph. They got to close these guys out. They got to get home and get some rest before the next series start. I believe they get the winner of uh, – I think they get the winner of Memphis and, and, Minnesota. and Minnesota. So, they want to get home and try to get some rest and get prepared for the next round. Um, So, I think they close out. Uh, Steph is starting to look like Steph again. Coming off the bench the last three games has paid dividends. Not only did you get a ascending star in Jordan Poole, Steph was able to get his legs and come in late, kind of watch the game flow, come in and do his thing. So he didn't sit on the bench very long last game. I got to think this is the last game coming up that he will come off the bench. And then obviously for the next series, he will start uh, again. In my opinion, they got to find a way to get Jordan Poole out there as a starter. I think Jordan Poole. Well, he's been starting. You talk about in the future. Yeah, the future. Oh, okay. Yeah, he can't go back to the bench. Like They got to try to find out, kind of add a way where he could get out there and he could be a starter. But... All in all, this has been a a, a, a a back and forth series despite the 3-1. So, just kind of looking forward to seeing how Game 5 plays out. But I'm going to take Golden State to win a close one. I think Jokic and the Nuggets, they fight. But it just won't be enough. I think the, the Golden State Warriors close out uh, at home. That close out at home. Okay. So, the NBA playoffs, man, they are running rapid, man. We got live games right now. We're getting ready to wrap up the show. I told y'all this show wouldn't be long. We are 27-21 in the first quarter, excuse me, uh, with the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets. So, this is still a close game. I think this is going to be one of those games, man, where it won't be said and done until it's said and done. But I ain't seeing nothing from Durant. I ain't seeing nothing from Kyrie. They've had great looks. Durant has missed some really good shots. Urban has missed some good shots. Tatum ain't going. Brown ain't going. So both teams are kind of trying to figure it out, and we'll see what happens, man. So, um, yeah, so a programming alert. The NFL draft is coming up this week. Programming alert, Jaguar fans. Don't worry. Don't worry. Think me and Black will be going live uh, doing the draft. (laughs) 
First round, we'll try to get some of your favorites on the line, Freddie Bricks. We'll try to get uh, Rashad Robinson, uh, Mr. Moodham Chains in the building for sure uh, to discuss what's going on with the NFL draft. So we know we're in NBA playoff prime season, but the draft is fastly approaching in a couple of days. And we think we'll be going live for at least an hour or so on that. And then we'll be giving you guys a draft recap uh, sometime Next week, Black. Anything before we get out of here? Uh, no, man. Um, just appreciate all the love and support that y'all give us, man. Y'all keep rocking, rocking with us. Uh, big things coming. Uh, appreciate all the love and support. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate all y'all, man. Um, like Black said, thank you for all the support. Thank you for sharing this. Uh, this this show. Uh, retweeting it, liking it. Uh, tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. That there is a new sports show around, and it is the Sports Desk, all right? So, they need to see what Black and D are out here talking about. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Dedrick Hicks Jr. Y'all come holler at me, man. Let's talk, like, let's talk about whatever it is that you want to talk. Black, what can they find you at? Oh, y'all can hit me at BlackNL3 on, on Twitter and Instagram, man. Y'all hit me up. Let's talk about it. All right, guys. Until the next episode, which is in a couple of days, be cool, be safe, take care of yourselves. And we'll talk to you guys then. Desk.